Well, good morning, everybody. This is Dorcas Smith, Granny D, out of Plymouth, Michigan. Very happy that you are here to join our weight management call, which is, for me, every day on an Eastern time zone at 940, whereas you guys on the Pacific side, it's 640. So I want you to know that I recognize and appreciate the fact that you are up at 640 in the morning. Because I think if I lived in California, I might not wake up for a call at 6.40 in the morning. However, at 9.40 in Michigan, it's awesome. So welcome to our weight management call. This is the TR90 Body Burn 30 program from NuSkin. It's an amazing program. It truly does work, and it makes you stronger. I am now in maintenance, so I'm ha- I like to have shakes on a fairly regular basis, and it's a nice way to get started in the morning. But my biggest concern always, as you guys probably know, is I am fascinated with the brain and with moving, because moving is what keeps us going. Do you want to live at the best possible level for the rest of your life, or do you want it to deteriorate? Now, normally we start losing uh, muscle mass as we age. However, thanks to the TR90 program, Body Burn 30, and the things that I have learned from this call, my um, muscle mass is at 30%, whereas when I began this program, probably about six, seven years ago, um, I was at 25%. So I actually did the opposite. I grew my muscle mass as I age, and normally you don't. And I work very hard every day to make sure that I am keeping moving because when you move, you keep your brain healthy. It's all about our big brain, and it's so, so important. I do have a lovely piece of news. My brother-in-law, who had a massive heart attack on Father's Day, This Sunday, or on Saturday, he walked out of the hospital. The ICU nurse said she's never seen such a recovery before. She's absolutely amazed, or she was. And I want to thank everybody who prayed and sent positive messages. Plus, I know he fought really hard. Anyway, the cool part is he was out mowing the lawn on this Sunday, a week later. He's not very happy with the new Heart Healthy menu, But he's here. He's 100% back. My sister-in-law was amazing. She did CPR while his daughter phoned the emergency, and they did it. They saved him. They saved his brain. They made sure he had enough oxygen in his brain for him to keep going. I am amazed. So just know if you know somebody, if something happens, if you can do CPR and keep oxygen to the brain, you can save a friend or a family member. Just amazing. So I am thrilled. All right, so today um, I was going to do some stuff on memory, but I think I'm going to leave that till next time because I had all the news on Wally. And we're just going to go straight to Brain Rules by John Medina. Now, I'm going to read these again because I think that's really, really important. Rule number one, exercise boosts brain power. 
Our brains were built for walking 12 miles, 12 miles a day. We have big brains. There's a reason why we have big brains. We could have gotten bigger, but we decided to get smarter. To improve your thinking skills, move. If you don't know what to do, go for a five-minute walk and you'll figure it out because you'll add extra oxygen to your brain and you'll be able to process. Exercise gets blood to your brain, bringing it glucose for energy and oxygen to soak up the toxic, toxic electrons that are left over. It also stimulates the protein that keeps neurons connecting, which means then you can process. Aerobic exercise just twice a week halves your risk of general dementia and cuts your risk of Alzheimer's by 60%. That blows me away. So we're on to the next sex section, which is survival. Rule number two, human brains evolve too. We don't have one brain in our heads. We have three. We started with a lizard brain to keep us breathing. We do it automatically. We don't even think about it. And then added a brain like a cat and then topped those with a thin layer of jello known as cortex, the third and powerful human brain. We took over the earth by adapting to change itself. After we were forced from the trees to the savanna when the climate swings disrupted our food supply, Going from four legs to two to walk on the savanna freed up energy to develop a complex brain. And symbolic reasoning is uniquely, is uniquely a human talent. It may have arisen from our need to understand one another's intentions and motivations, allowing us to coordinate within a group. If you want to get some more information on this, you can go to www.brainrules.net, www.brainrules.net. All right, survival. When he was four, my son Noah picked up a stick in our backyard and showed it to me. Nice stick you have there, young fellow, I said. He replied earnestly, that's not a stick, it's a sword, stick em up. And I raised my hands in the air and we both laughed. The reason I remember this short exchange is that as I went back into the house, I realized my son had just displayed virtually every unique thinking ability a human possesses, one that took several, several million years to manufacture. He did so in less than two seconds. Heavy stuff for a four-year-old. Other animals have powerful cognitive abilities too, and yet there is something qualitatively different about the way humans think about things. The journey that brought us from the trees to the savannah gave us some structural elements shared by no other creature and unique ways of using the elements we do have in common. How and why our brains evolve how and why did our brains evolve this way? Recall the performance envelope. The brain appears to be designed to do a few things, four things in particular. One, to solve problems. Two, related to surviving. Three, in an unstable outdoor environment. And four, 
to do it in nearly constant motion. The brain adapted this way as a survival strategy to help us live long enough to pass our genes on to the next generation. That's right. It all comes down to sex. To sex. Ecosystems are harsh, crushing life as easily as supporting it. Scientists estimate that 99.99 of all species that ever lived are now extinct today. Our bodies and brains included, latched onto a genetic adaptation that helped us to survive. This not only sets the stage for for all of the brain rules, but explains how we came to conquer the world. There are two ways to beat the cruelty of our environment. You can become stronger or you can become smarter. Guess what humans chose? We chose to become smarter. It seems most improbable that such a physically weak species could take over the planet, not by adding muscles to our skeletons, but by adding neurons to our brains. But we did. And scientists have spent a great deal of effort trying to figure out how. Judy LaRoche has studied this and La Roche's or De La Roche, Judy De La Roche. Judy is easy, De La Roche is D-E-L-O-A-C-H. Or it might be Deloach. Anyway, it all depends how you process all the lines and give it meaning. Judy Deloach, I think it means Deloach, has studied this question extensively. She became a well-respected researcher in an area in an era when women were actively discouraged from studying investigative science, and she is still growing strong at the University of Virginia. At the University of Virginia, her research focus, given her braininess, appropriately, it is human braininess itself. She is especially interested in how human cognition can be distinguished from the way other animals think about their respective environments. One of the major contributions was to identify the human trait that really does separate us from the gorillas, the ability to use symbolic reasoning. That's why his son, that's why, okay, that's what his son was doing when he banished his Dick sword at John Medina. When we see a five-sided geometric shape, we are not just we are not just stuck perceiving it as a pentagon. We can just as easily perceive it as the U.S. military headquarters or a Chrysler minivan. Our brain can behold a symbolic object as real all by itself, and yet simultaneously also representing something else. So we can see it as it is, but we can also add a symbolic element. Maybe some things, and maybe some things else. Deloach calls it dual representational theory. Stated formally, it describes our ability to attribute characteristics and meanings to things that they don't actually possess. Stated informally, we can make up things that aren't there. 
we are human because we can fantasize. Draw a vertical line on your hand. Does it, ha- does it have to stay a vertical line? Not if you know how to impute a characteristic onto something it does not intris- intrinsically possess. Go ahead. Put a horizontal line, horizontal line under it. Oh, now you have a number one. Put a dot on top of it, and now you have the letter I. The line doesn't have to mean a line. The line can mean anything you darn well think it should mean. The meaning can come anchored in a symbol simply because it is not forced to become anchored to anything else. The only thing you have to do is to get everybody else to agree on what a symbol should mean, which is why we can all read. We have agreed on the symbols of reading. We are so good at dual representation, we combine symbols to derive layers of meaning. It gives us the capacity for language and for writing down that language. It gives us the capacity to reason mathematically. It gives us the capacity for art. Combinations of circles and squares become geometry and Cuba's paintings. Combinations of dots and squiggles can become music and poetry. There is an unbroken intellectual line between symbolic reasoning and the ability to create culture. And no other creature is capable of doing it. Just humans. This ability, this is really interesting, this ability is not fully formed at birth. Deloche was able to show this in a powerful way. In her laboratory, Deloche, a little girl, plays with a dollhouse. Next door is an identical room to the dollhouse, but life-sized. Deloche takes a small plastic dog and puts it under the dollhouse couch, then encourages the child to go into the big living room next door and find the big version of the dog. What does the little girl do? If she is 36 months of age, Deloche found, she immediately goes to the big room, looks under the couch and finds the big dog. But, now this blows you away, if the child is only 30 months old, which is six months less, she has no idea where to look. She cannot reason symbolically and cannot connect the little room with the big room. Exhaustive study shows that symbolic reasoning, this all-important trait, takes about three years of experience to become fully operation to become fully operational. We don't appear to do much to distinguish ourselves from the apes before we are out of the terrible twos. Isn't that interesting? Huh. I think that's probably pretty incredible. Okay, here we go. Now, all I do today is... And there we are, because I leave it, it the recording on. It's easier for setting the final recordings on SoundCloud. I hope you enjoyed finding out about symbolic interactions today and how it, how it how it affects humans in our place in the world. Yeah, isn't oh, that wonderful? That was great. 
Isn't that fascinating? Unbelievable. So I like four, it. Three. Go ahead. No, I said I like the the, the three year old reasoning and um when they, when they get out of the terrible twos. So But it explains um, it all of a sudden explains the terrible twos. Because yeah. they don't have reasoning yet. They're just little wild things. And then suddenly, <laughs> as they turn three, they begin to process. And language gets really clever, and they can understand symbolic representation. They can start to understand symbolic re- representation. It's amazing. I think it's well, nice my- symbolic you can see in the clouds you can see different pictures in the clouds or in marble flooring or whatever you can see pictures within a, a different absolutely picture. we fantasize we add yeah. meaning because we see a picture and create you just create the dots and the dashes and the music and yes yes absolutely however just remember, keep moving because that's what keeps the brain processing. It keeps it healthy. Yes. And isn't that wonderful news about my brother-in-law? Can you believe it? A week later, he's out on the lawnmower cutting the grass. Awesome. Oh, my God. Awesome. No kidding. No kidding. I am just so thrilled. He's not allowed to lift. That's fine. His wife and my sister-in-law did all the lifting, but he was so happy to be out on the on the riding lawnmower. Who would have thought a week before he was on the, his deathbed? Oh. And he's back. He's back. And all and his just, beautiful humor and goofiness is back, too. And that momentum, the desert, the more he'll, he'll have the ability to do more. Oh, and he'll heal him. He will heal. We have such an ability to regenerate and heal ourselves. I have such, I have great faith. Yes. Anyway, everybody, I must get going. I have a busy day to get started on. Thank you for joining me tomorrow. Uh, it will be CJ. It'll be her last one for a couple of weeks because she's on break and we'll be covering, covering for her. So you might be getting some extra brain readings this week. Or this this month. I love it. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Today, absolutely. Thank you for being here. Today is what? Today is my fifty-eighth wedding anniversary. My husband died three years ago, but we would be married fifty-eight years today. Uh Well, congratulations. Yeah. May it be. It's still. It's a special day to remember, even though. Yes, Yes, exactly, exactly. So God bless and have a great day. And bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.